welcome back to episode 24 of the Unfortunate Diehards podcast. Hashtag Stefan DaCosta, Senator's legend. Uh, so, welcome back, guys. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, there's been some... Uh, uh, there has been hockey games that our teams have played. Um, whether they've went well or not depends on who you're talking to. But my name's Evan. To my left is... Sufyan. My right? Omar. And uh, yeah, I'm a Sens fan. Sufi's a Cats fan. <laughs> and Omar's a Leafs fan. fan. And uh, yeah, so we'd first like to thank our sponsor of this episode, Betstamp. Let's hear a little bit more about that. Are you tired of searching through countless sports betting sites to find the best odds and deals? Look no further than Betstamp, the ultimate tool for sports bettors. Betstamp is your all-in-one platform for sports betting with real-time odds and analysis from top sportsbooks in the industry. With Betstamp, you'll never miss a beat when it comes to finding the best deals and maximizing your winnings. Betstamp also provides advanced features such as bankroll tracking and betting trends, so you can make informed decisions and stay ahead of the game. And with their user-friendly interface and personalized alerts, you'll always be in control of your bets and never miss out on a winning opportunity. Betstamp allows you to follow other users to be instantly notified they are tracking their picks. Following winning users in the Betstamp pick marketplace is a great way to find new bets. So why wait? Download Betstamp now using the code DIEHARDS and take your betting game to the next level. The odds are ever in your favor. Awesome. Thank you, Betstamp. So quickly, we'll go over what we've been up to the past couple uh, weeks or so, and uh, then we'll move into what our team's been up to. Sufi, how's it going? Good. (laughs) I I wasn't prepared for this. (laughs) Well, what's what's new in your life? Uh, we had a we had a in, we had an interview with Brat Pack leader. That was fun. It's pretty cool interview, actually. Good, really good interview. Yeah. Um, you guys can check that out. And we're going to a New Jersey playoff game. So that's fun. <laughs> Are we? Yeah, I surprised. That's the plan. Yeah, as of right now. Yeah, yeah Omar's paying. <laughs> Evan. Uh, that's you? all that's I mean, yeah that's cap no, sufi has more going on but do i i haven't really processed the last two weeks so just go ahead um i went on a little barrel trip uh, i was in quebec i also have a french test coming up so fingers crossed i am bilingual and yeah been kind of uh disappointed in the sense the amount of goals they let in and that's my life. Pain. I watched Scream Six last week. Oh, why? You know what? I've got in. I found a liking for the Scream movies. Why? So I watched uh, the fifth one the week before. Why? And I enjoyed it. Why? And then I decided to go watch the sixth one last week. No. And then before I watched the sixth one, I watched the first one. Um. So I enjoyed the first one. So now I'm gonna watch two, three, and four at some point. Um. They're all on Amazon Prime. No. But yeah, so I watched Scream. This movie. episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. <laughs> no, bleep that, bleep that. No free promo. No, yeah, I don't know true. if we'll ever get an Amazon Prime sponsorship. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's been um, working and uh, watching hockey, watching the Leafs play, and um, watching the Sens spiral of. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I, I feel like we need to start. I feel like we just need to start talking about the Sens. I feel like that's. In all fairness, all the teams that were in contention for the last two playoff spots are sucking. 
They are, but yeah, I feel like the Sens are on a different yeah. category. Well, the Sens were like yeah. one of the like two teams that were like continuing to trend upwards. And so then like the past went, like six, seven games, it's all fallen apart. Yeah, so it went from, and we were at the last game where they actually had a proper win, which is the Columbus Ottawa game about two weeks ago or so now. But so we were at that game, and you know, that game ended with chants from the crowd. Um, right now, we want playoffs, we want playoffs, you know, that chant. And it looked at that, and at that where point, it was. It was possible. Yeah, it looked like things were, you know. No, no, I actually, you I beat the Rangers before that, though, right? Yeah, was that it was just after. Oh, it was Rangers after? Yeah. So, and then after that, they then sure after that they beat the Rangers. I thought after that they went to Chicago. That's why, but maybe not. I thought that was the last they went to Chicago after that, didn't they? Yeah, they I, thought, I thought Rangers were before that. Where, yeah, what I thought it was just after Rangers. No, it was Rangers, Columbus, Chicago. Anyways, yeah, it was Detroit, Detroit Rangers, Columbus, Chicago. I think so. Yeah. But, but yeah. So then they beat the Rangers, and you're like, oh wow, like this. It looks like they're on a roll here and things are going well. But, like, okay, here's the question I have for Evan then when it comes to the Senators is the spiral that they're on right now, which is I think they've, I don't know, lost five of six or whatever it is. Um, six you, of seven. Six of seven. Are you, are you nice. putting it <laughs> – are you putting it um, – directly on the goalies then the rookie goalies is that is that what you think is the only reason that this is happening like do you, do you think it's completely different if the if talbot was still around or if forsberg was still around see it's kind of tough because i'll talk about goaltending and then i'll talk about something else so so guard similar with mandalese i started off hot and were they kind of locking those games maybe mm-hmm. um but, you know, uh, in Chicago, we didn't have a backup for, like, half the game. So that can mess with the young goalie for sure. Like, you say, oh, if I get injured, if anything happens, we can't play, essentially. Yeah. Um, then it continues. We let in five, 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 six, four, or sorry, five, and five again. And then if you want to, well... Sort of five. If you want to include all the shootout goals, it's more. Yeah. Um. So, at this point, I think goaltending's the biggest issue, in the sense of he was playing well for a bit, and then it seems like he was kind of like shook a little bit, and he just can't get back to wherever he was. Like he's letting in some not great goals, like at least a couple of game out of the five. Uh. So, and in some of the games, the Sens have scored like three or four which are winnable games if you do, say, between two to three, maybe even four goals, or uh, keep it between that. Um, But we're getting scored five or more every game pretty much, and that's hard to win. Because even if you have a great top six and have, like, some weapons on the blue line, you're not going to average five goals a game, even for, like, an extended period of time. Like, Edmonton did it, but I think the, like, their last game or something like they started going a little bit back down like not five goals a game yeah um so it's just not giving us even a chance to win like if he was just letting in three goals a game which like you know is fine yeah like it's not good it's fine yeah um that gives you a chance to win but he's letting an average of five over the past seven games that means Ottawa has to score also five at least we have to go six to win every night and the, the issue is that yeah, you guys are scoring three, four goals a night. I think for, I think the last three games in a row, you've got four goals, maybe, at least. Colorado, you had four. Toronto last night, you had four. Before that, who would you have? Um, uh, Edmonton, you had three. You had three, as Edmonton. So, yeah, you're scoring three, four goals 
um, a night, and you know, if you're scoring yeah, four goals, in eleven games, goals you know, over three games yeah. and lost all of them. But it's it's pretty weird. Like I mean, you you look at just the game last night too. I mean, you know, the first goal by McCabe, and we're I mean, shooting them a lot too. Yeah, it's like fifty shots to like less than thirty. I don't know. That was yesterday. We're, yeah. I'm looking at other games. It's pretty much even shots on goal. Both. Yeah, it's like Ottawa's running a gauntlet where it's like. We're talking about this game right now. Where it's like um, both teams are just giving up like mid-30s in shots and then the other team's goal is just better. Yeah. But either way, you're not going to win with that defensive goaltending. So so let's talk about the game last night. Now, in last night's game, goaltending, I think, is an issue on both sides in this case. Murray has given up four or more goals in, I think, four straight games, five straight games, something like that. So he's obviously struggling a lot right now um, along with your rookie goalies. So... I think on both ends, maybe there were goals yesterday that, that there need to go in. But, you know, like, for example, off the bat, like the Leafs, the first goal, the McCabe goal, um, I think that's a saveable shot. I don't think that, I don't think that's a spectacular shot by Jake McCabe or anything. That, sh- that should have been a save. I think, I think if it was Talbot or Forsberg, that's a save. Um, I, I, Marner made a good shot on the power play, but even that one, like, I was saying too, yeah, the Marner goal, the Marner goal was, was saveable. like saveable, I think. Yeah. So that's two goals off the bat that I think definitely saveable. At that point, Otto had like, 30 shots. Exactly. Toronto had like 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I the other two Leafs goals, if I'm remembering, um, uh, Jan Croak had two. Yeah. And his, uh, I, I don't, you can't blame the goalie on that two on one with Matthews when he was in alone. That's like, you know, that, that's fine. But uh, two of the four that Toronto had in, in regulation, definitely saveable shots. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, if you look at Murray, um, that first goal was weird. I'm not sure if I blame him on that one, really. That, yeah. That's that was, like, <laughs> couldn't really track yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice for him to make a couple more saves there. Like that Kachuk goal in the last 10 seconds, his positioning was really off on that. I mean, it was a deflection. It was a deflection and McCabe went for a block and it hit him and went right to Kachuk. So I get, I get it. Yeah. But he was like flailing around. He was always have way more control than that. Like you could, you gotta be able to replays better than that. Yeah. And his, uh, the goal he let in against, uh, the, the goal before that against Kachuk. I think was probably saveable because it's first goal, right? Well, Batherson whiffed on it, and then it went to Chuck. So yeah. he's expecting Batherson's shot. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. Murray sucks. Yesterday, yeah, but like yesterday, he still he made like what forty five saves or yeah, forty eight saves. That wasn't really yeah. his fault. But yeah, and so I mean, he went. He, goaltending you know, is what it is. Yeah, so I think goaltending was an issue on both sides, and mm-hmm. the Leafs just ended up taking advantage of that. Because I don't think the Leafs win that game if Talbot or Fortuna. Fortuna was today. hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh. I Tally, thought we were going to win Yarn like Cuck. three different times. <laughs> so I, well, as, went fourth. as of right now, you're seven seven points out. Yeah. The Suns are seven points out as of right now. New York Islanders have two games more played. Yeah. Uh, and they're the ones that I believe 78 points right now. I think and Buffalo is still like three in hand and like six back. No, Buffalo has one in hand as of last night. And they're uh, two points ahead of Ottawa. Maybe one now because Ottawa got the one point yesterday uh, with the shootout loss. But I think it's um, uh, the race is tight still between. I mean, I think it's. I would say now it's more between Florida, if Florida can manage to get one of the Pens and Islanders out, mm-hmm. one of the Pens. If Florida overtakes one of those two teams, I think the battles between those three Islanders, Penguins, and Florida. Well, they have three and then the Islanders. Yeah, the Islanders are the ones that have, for some reason played more games than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the race is tight still with those three. It was more interesting about a couple of weeks ago when Sens were in the mix and Buffalo was more in the mix, but I think both Buffalo and Ottawa have fallen out of the mix mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of weeks. And Washington has, hasn't moved. We're just yeah. there because we keep winning one, losing one. Is Talbot or Forsberg supposed to come back anytime soon? Uh, 
Hmm? Who? Talbot or Forsberg? Anyone supposed to come back? Forsberg, not. Talbot, I don't know. I I don't have social media because of Lent. So I don't know. I didn't even know Ridley Gregg got called up. I saw him in the lineup and I was like, oh, nice. Talbot's having Matt Murray's character arc in Ottawa. Where it's just like he plays good, gets injured, comes back, plays bad, plays good, gets injured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Something else I want to talk about was if Sogard's let in so many goals, so many games in a row. Three weeks for Talbot on March 8th. So he should be back end of the month, hmm. which is close. Um, so if Sogard's <coughs> let in so many goals consistently through, what, six, seven games, he's played every single one of them, why not put Mandelize at well, in one of the games? Like, what do you have to lose? This guy's averaging five goals against. Why wouldn't you swap it out? Like, I understand. Like, I heard some people talking about, like, oh, you know, he wants the confidence. Like, he just needs a win. Like, all, all you have to do is, like, if he has a good game and Ottawa scores enough, boom. He'll have confidence, but also maybe just giving him that reset and him not having to start, go through all that. Mandelize, yeah, he looked maybe a little off in those two wins, but he played two games in one. I don't see why you wouldn't put him in at this point, but they're just riding Sogard like he's our number one starter for sure. And I don't understand that because he's not playing like it. Yeah, at this point, it's hard. But, I mean, it's not surprising considering it's DJ Smith. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it is weird how Mandelizzi isn't getting any more games. It begs more questions for the future though than anything else, because Ottawa's whole outlook is future, right? Like mm-hmm. still, now goaltending is a major question mark going forward, regardless. Because I don't think like I I personally didn't have much faith in Sogard, regardless going forward. I, th- I don't know, you might have, but it, it was kind of just like okay, let's see how he does and whatever. But uh, they kind of uh did let one get away, which we won't talk about, who probably would have been the goalie of the future. So now this is like the... Okay, who, are we talk, who are we talking about? Gustafson. Oh, true. Because yeah. uh, this offseason is where it's like, okay, you guys got to kind of figure it out. Because right now you have Talbot for... I mean, two, Talbot's UFA, Forsberg's there two years. To be fair, <sighs> Minnesota's also probably just a better defensive team. <laughs> yeah, so even if Gustafson was on our the, team, his stats still might not be as good. Maybe not as he's good, but bro, on, he's, it's like a mid-1s GAA right now. Like, it's not even like – like, that maybe it would have been like an early twos in Ottawa for dropping it by a lot, but yeah, regardless, I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now. There's a, Yeah, there's a lot of – like with Solgard too, like he's young, he's a rookie. He's like, what, 22? Yeah, he's coming in to – he's coming in to take over – on a team that has playoff hopes and stuff, there's pressure on him right now to perform because they're in a playoff. They were well, they were in a playoff hunt when he was coming in, so there's pressure on him to get those saves. Bro, it's the and, thing with yeah. like the really, really tall goalies. I was gonna say, and yeah. he's so big that, yeah. and he's still young, so he may have still even grown over the past like year or two. Yeah. He probably doesn't even know how big he is. <laughs> like he's probably still getting used to well, like being either, so big. They either really work or they really don't. So like either be Bishop or Koskinen, and there's no in between. Yeah. Why? Because of the two tall goalies that we know. Yeah, but there's no like <laughs> of the of the six, seven, eight plus range. I can't really. It's think not of that many. Though. There's not that many. So, so yeah, it's, it's one or the other. Because maybe he will be the, the mid. Yeah, hmm, we'll see. He's twenty-two. But I think we'll it's see. this has been the story with the Sens all season long. I know, I know this the, this stretch here is you know the goaltending is a big question, but it, you know all season it's been 
hey, we put up a few wins together. Oh, wait, we lost seven in a row. Hey, we came back and won a few more games. We're back in, like, a playoff reach. And then, oh, we lost a bunch in a yeah, row. Super so it's, it's it's that consistency that, like, it's that lack of consistency that's really consistent. That's, like, it's just, it's just bars. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, uh, which is what has come back now. Even though this is a different situation than before, um, it seemed like they were getting on a roll, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, at least this time yeah. when we were on a roll, it was like, wow, it looks like playoffs are a possibility. Yeah. Where other times it was like we were already out. Yeah. So it didn't even matter, like mathematically. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a step in the right direction if we're trying to be optimistic. And then next year, hopefully... When DJ Smith is gone, it'll be a playoff run. I, I really think it's safe to say that next season, this team is going to be a playoff team. Uh, I don't know about that. I feel like it's safe to say. I, I think... If I had to, if you get if Betstamp gave me five dollars in credits, uh, and I had to put it on if the Sens make it or don't make it next year, I feel like I would lean make it. But I I can't predict the East ever, so I'm just not even going to say anything. No, hey, if Betstamp gave you five dollars in credits, I bet no. Ah, you still bet no. no. Okay, there's too much because Washington's going to make it and win the cup. There's too many things that need to happen in the off season for me to choose that. Like Ryan Reynolds. No. No, but I, like, I, I see I, them I, making no, the changes. I, I, I'm sure, but like, I think coaching needs to change. I think there's a lot of other things that need to happen in the bottom six, blue line, and goaltending mostly that need to change. And it also depends on what other teams do, what happens with Buffalo, what happens with the older teams. Like, There's a lot of things that need to happen. There's probably like 10 or 11 teams going into next year that can make the playoffs. And that's my point. Yeah. So, and I don't think Ottawa's going to be one of the top three teams in that. No, I, I mean, I still think they'll be in a wild card that's, category. That's the thing. And yeah. With wild card, how it is this year, I don't think that's changing next year. Yeah. But I mean, it just seems like they show so much promise. And if they make a couple of tweaks, they're just, they're there. Yeah, but you're hoping for that. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, I'm on. I I am on the boat that if DJ Smith somehow manages to still keep his job, then it's not happening. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think all three of our coaches could be gone next year because if Toulouse loses in the first round, he's gone. Yes, DJ Smith should be gone, but he might not be. Yeah, but and then Laviolette's contracts up, and McClellan, the way he's talking, doesn't sound like he wants to resign him. Yeah, and the entire fan base hates him. So it's pretty much done there. Yeah, coaching could be a thing. Does DJ Smith have one more year after this one on his contract. Mm-hmm. Did he resign or was it like he had resigned? But I think it was only like one or two years, and I don't know how. Long. I mean, I think I think. Do you know, DJ to... Smith is tied for second all time in Suns wins as the head coach, or he is second all time. They've been a team since the nineties, bro. No, but how is that? Brian Murray. He's he, probably first. He wasn't a coach for that long. But like, but True, by, Brian Murray first, or who's first? Jack Martin. Martin is first, and DJ Smith has more wins than Brian Murray. Brian Murray had the the, the like the heart, like a pretty good sense team. Really? When did he switch to GM though? Because he might have switched in the middle. So of 05, 06, he was coach. 06, 07, I think he switched to GM. Yeah, so I think maybe he was only coaching one year. You know who my mom's favorite coach of the Sens was? Who? Craig Couston. Oh. Ah, Craig Couston. Why? Because he reminded the, of the Mikey, Mighty Ducks coach. <laughs> but wait, but I can't. Oh, I see that actually. Yeah. But I can't. Guy, uh, Guy, Guy Boucher had a better team, and Guy Boucher was around for Paul two. McLean. Three, Paul McLean as well. Dave Cameron. We had a lot of coaches. Walrus. But Paul McLean's team, that was a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Guy Boucher's team, playoff team. How is how is DJ Smith ahead of both of them? How long has he been there? This is his third season, right? Mm-hmm. DJ Smith, this is his third season, isn't I it? I think he's going to be an afterthought pretty soon. I mean, he should be. 
But that really said, like, Giga Boshi lasted three seasons, right? DJ Smith after he got fired. I think he was, like, two... Is it even two full seasons? I know, he, like, it was really good. Was, was it a bad. mid-season firing? Well, Giga Boshi's first season is the is the 2017 when they made it to the final, <coughs> the conference final. Right. And then the season after that, famously always had a good first season with Yeah, teams. it's weird with him, even with Tampa. Yeah. And it was the exact same thing they made it to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. I think the bottom line here is when DJ Smith gets fired, he should come on the podcast. <laughs> And we'll talk very nicely to him. Well, depending on the new sale, let's see if Dorian is around. Damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's been an interesting and frustrating uh, last little bit as a Sens fan. Um, you know, at this point, it's just kind of fun seeing, like, you know, Stutzel 78 points in 65 games. Um, looks like he's going to score 40 goals. Hey, for me, the Sens season is success based on what I said, like, in the midseason thing that we do. Do you want player... Player performances yeah. are up there still. So yeah. besides, I mean, the only player that's been like met to me is Batherson. So for me, Debrinket. I would say Debrinket's been been good. Uh, can play better, but I don't think the style of hockey they they play yeah. is tailored to him. And I feel like he he could legit have fifteen more goals. He's dejected. Mm-hmm. I think that, like it's gonna be tough to resign him. But like, man, I love Claude. Do they want to resign him at nine plus mil? That's what you ask Pierre yeah. when he comes on. Anyways, yeah, just it's been tough. I'll give a thirty second rundown of my team: win loss, win loss. Uh, they're probably gonna finish like tenth, or like what? Or two spots out of the wild card spot, or one spot out of the wild card spot. John Carlson should be back next week. He had a fractured skull and a ruptured artery in his ear. Wow, it was insane. Thank you, Brendan Dillon. You suck. Um, and uh, there was a – so Ovechkin, uh, he missed a game last week against New York. And we are 0-8-0 the last two years without Ovechkin and Carlson in the lineup. And we lost that game pretty badly. So Oh, boy. Yep. This year we're 0-5-0. So if either of those two players miss a game, we're screwed. And last thing, McClellan said he wants to get a young top six forward in the offseason – which is nice, but he could have just kept Burakovsky or Verona. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, stat, Verona, five goals in ten games with, uh, I think, St. Louis and, like, when he came back with Detroit. Mantha, ten goals in 41 games. I hate my team. <laughs> um, what about the Toronto Maple Leafs? The Toronto Maple Leafs uh, are no, – they're, they're plugging along. They're, they're dealing with a couple of injuries now, both new – People they got. Bro, your whole – I just hate the whole 11-7. 11-7. Yesterday Why was – Why did they trade um, for defensemen, bro? Yesterday was uh, 12-6, I believe. Oh. Yeah, yesterday was 12-6. Um, oh, that was probably injuries, wasn't it? That was because of Achari injury, and they needed to uh, – I yeah. mean, Marner played about almost like 30 minutes the night before against Carolina, and they wanted back-to-back. So um, yesterday's Keith lineup wasn't so much about deploying for a win. It was more about managing ice time, I think. Um, they got the win still, but honestly, I don't Flex. think – I don't. <laughs> I really don't think he was going. Uh, he he wasn't tailoring that lineup to match up with Ottawa. He was tailoring that lineup because they want to back to back. If they go eleven seven, yeah. If they go eleven seven in the playoffs, they're gonna lose. So see, here's the thing. I know people are like divided on this eleven seven and this experiment that Keith is doing. I think it's a necessary experiment. It's horrible. No, I think it's necessary, no, it's and horrible. here's why. I think he needs. Like, Sam example, Lafferty is playing second line center, bro. No, this is what I'm. And like, they won't. 
No, but let me let me tell you. Oh, let me explain to you. Though. Let me explain to you hey. why I think it's great. You know, they played Carolina the night before and they're doing the same kind of thing. Oh, you know? Sufi. Played Colorado before that. They also beat Colorado. No, they lost two one, so he just chewed up. But yeah. Um disclaimer, Sufi did not actually hit me. <laughs> There's a video. I know. I just so people know so we can get sponsored. So here's the thing with the eleven seven or twelve six, whatever they do with these forward defense things. Um like yesterday, for example, Matthews was playing with Yarn Croak and uh Kerfoot. Yeah, yeah. that was his line yesterday. Matthews, Yarn Croak, Kerfoot. I feel like this is a great time to experiment with this. Because you're already in the playoffs. You're already in. And what's been lacking and what's been the reason Toronto has been struggling in round ones every year is one thing, it's been depth, yes. But it's been that, like, players just drying up when they need to, when they need, um, when they need to So play. what better combination to get Matthews rolling than putting them with... No, but, so, so, no, no, but, but here's... No, 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 never works. no, but, no, but here's the thing. You By moving players around like this, trying new line combinations trying Tavares on the wing a bunch of times, doing whatever you need to do, like moving and moving everyone around, exposing them to each other more throughout the lineup. It can only benefit people's styles with each other when it comes time in the playoffs when you need to experiment if something's not going your way in a game, if you need a spark at any point in the playoffs and to be able to have options that, hey, look, I tried this. It kind of worked on paper. It doesn't, but it kind of worked. Let me give it a shot. It could pay dividends at a time when you need a goal or you need a win in the playoffs and your team's on jump. And you want Matthews with the Yarncroft and Kerfoot out. No, no, but I'm saying, again, on paper it doesn't work. But for example, <laughs> yesterday, because of, yesterday, because Yarncroft scored two goals. Yesterday. Right, they're they're playing, playing, and, we're yeah. winding you up. <laughs> oh, and they were playing a playoff team yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, even... Wrong, the playoff yeah. caliber. Yeah. I just, I think, I mean, I don't really agree with what you're saying, but regardless, it doesn't really matter. I think it's like, because the only reason they're really doing this is because of O'Reilly being out. That's one thing, but they were doing it before but, too. A little like bit. they were experimenting rather with yeah. experimenting with twelve six. Yeah, yeah. But so and and what they and what this can like for example last year like what makes sense on paper Matthews Marner together what didn't work in game seven Matthews Marner dried up you know and what's happening against Boston against Montreal you know four or five years in a row Matthews Marner drying up or some you know these top guys with each other switch it up a little bit get them rolling with some other guys and give this kind of get them exposed to everyone. Keep the lines how they should be when it comes to playoff time. But you know, hey, look, like we we can look back to this and be like, hey, look, Matthews with Yarn Croak and Kerfoot, throw them out if we if if something's not not gelling mm. in a game in the playoffs. Just throw them out and see what happens, you know. And, I really you know, hope that's a last ditch. Effort. Yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> put Tavares again, put Tavares on the wing, get O'Reilly up there. Something we need to, an adjustment in playoff mid game, whatever, you know. I want to see Tavares, O'Reilly, Simmons on the line for some reason. I think Simmons, did Simmons, was Simmons was supposed, be supposed to play last night. I think so. Yeah. Um, also, who, which two defensemen are they going to bench in the playoffs? Right. I mean, like, honestly, it's looking like, I mean, Shen played two in a row. Hall's been out for two in a row. I think Sheldon Keefe is liking Shen's game right now. Concerning. So, I don't know. I'm, I I I don't think Shen's going to be a playoff starter, personally. I, I think he could be. What do you think Shen Gustafson out, though? I think so. But again, I, I think Gustafson for sure out. I don't think yeah. Gustafson is starting complete off time. Guy, man. Hey, he has thirty something assists. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. This guy was just plugged on the power. I do, yeah, I do think he should have gone to like San. Not San Jose. He should have gone to like. You go say. Yes, yeah, so I do think Gustafson is out complete off time. I do have an inkling that Shen might squeeze in overhaul. He might. 
That's the one cop thing I forgot, bro. Rasmus Sandin is amazing. Oh, true. Bro, he 10 points in seven games. Been good defensively, which is very not expected. Um, and he went from playing 15 minutes a night in Toronto to playing. He first game was 21 minutes. Since then, it's been 25 and over in every single game. Wow. He has looked the part. And now, whenever I see Riley there in Toronto, I'm like, damn, Sandy looks so much better. He could have been in Toronto. Sandy was also great on the power play. And he's look, he's looked really good on the power play. Yeah. yeah. But uh, like a, a lot of his five on play, five plays, what surprised me because power play, like with a guy like that, it's kind of expected. But uh, the way he like moves and like does a lot of cross ice passes and like they all just hit. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, very happy with him. Good for the future. Yeah, I mean, but Sandin, we've always known he's he yeah. produce. And he would, yeah, no, and we always knew yeah. he'd be better than Riley. Um, <laughs> Riley and Gustafson was a funny pairing when that happened. Yeah, he's trying to just yeah, like that. That doesn't work on paper, and I really don't think that would work in real life either. So, so today we're going to try a different game. So we're going to be drafting uh, individually. So we'll go one at a time, snake draft style. I'm going to keep track of this. Yes, please. Sure. Um, so what we're going to be doing is, so let's say Omar goes first. He'll pick something so we could be drafting like left wingers. Uh, we could be drafting like defensive. We could be drafting uh, elite scorers. Uh, and so each time we do this game, we're going to be drafting someone. We each have uh, 10 to 15 seconds to make a draft pick. So you can't take too, too long. And then at the end, we'll get you guys to vote on whose team is the best. So, as this is our first time trying out this game, the thing we're going to be drafting today is you have to draft an all-time best starting lineup. Mm. So, more or less, we could say if it makes sense for, like, like you can't say, oh, I, you only have a center position left in draft of Mexican. Like, but if, you know, you're like, okay, I have Crosby, but I could move, like, Stamkos to the wing or something, just an example. That, doing, that makes sense. Are we doing LDRD or no? No. Just like two defensemen. They can be if you want, but they don't have yeah, to be. Nothing. For my purposes, I will do LDRD. And so, as Omar is the oldest, he will go last. <laughs> and because Sufi is the youngest, he will go first. Okay. Sufi, start us up. I'm the youngest? No. Just going left to right, right to left, depending on where you're looking. And uh, so Sufi can draft whatever position he wants first. And then it'll go me, this Omar all twice, time, right? back to me. Yes. Okay, I'm going Gretzky at center. <laughs> all right. I'll go Lemieux at center. Um, all time. Uh, uh, Paul Coffey. Interesting. You get two picks in a row. Snake, oh, yeah. Snake draft. I get two now. Um, so I'll go... Paul Coffee. I'll go Paul Coffee. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go uh, Bobby Orr for... D. Okay, and I was like, why do you... Okay. A coffee or combo. Wow. That's an offensive lineup. <laughs> um, I will go with... Oh, gosh. There's, like, a couple that I could go for. Um, 
I'll go with Yarmir Yager. Ooh, Yager. Get the the Mario Jr. and uh, Mario back together. I'm gonna go with the greatest left winger of all time, Alexander Ovechkin. Oops. And the greatest goaltender of all time, Dominic Hasek. Oh, I was hoping you go somewhere else and then I was going to take him. Nope. The greatest goaltender of all time, mm. Dominic Hasek. Not debatable. I don't care. Come at me. <laughs> well, I'll go with another great goaltender, Patrick Roy. No, I was going to say him. Roy. Okay, I will do, uh, uh, you know, I'll knock this one out. Martin Brother. Mediocre. For my goalie. Okay. And uh, for my second pick there, for my offense. You want Patrick Lillian. <laughs> Ed Belfort. Martin Gerber. Um, uh, I'm going to go. Um, you know, for my center, I'll take Conor McDavid. Nice. Oh, damn. I, I thought about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Nicholas Lidstrom. Ah. Hey, you. Lidstrom. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, for defense, I am going to go with Dennis Doug Ford Potvin. Wow, Ottawa legend, by the way. Interesting. Uh, uh, you know what? What? You know what? Who? I'm gonna go with Bossy. Well, Islanders heavy. You love those, apparently. <laughs> I'm gonna go. It's not your turn. Oh, sorry, it's you. I'll go with. So I have an idea. It's going kind of fast. We should draft like a top six, top four, backup. Hey, let's do it. Enough. I disagree. Um, I'm gonna go with. This may be <sighs> not totally position sound, but they did. Play on the same team. And they are both very high up in all-time scoring. Can I put Messier on the wing? No. Say no. I'm okay with the way. Because he's not a left winger. I know. But he's a forward. Whatever. I don't care. We're doing proper. Okay, fine. You can. No, we're not. What? Vito, Vito, left wing. Fine, I Vito. Sure. Okay. No one. He feels strong. That's the only reason. I Otherwise, I don't care. <laughs> Why? Because you want him? No. He's Put him on D? Yes. <laughs> no. Okay. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, I will go then with Ray Bork. There you go. Ray Bork, okay. I'm going to go with uh, someone you probably wouldn't agree with. But, Austin uh, Matthews? No. Pavel Datsuk. Fido. Just kidding, he actually didn't play wing. Yeah, probably that's on the wing. And oh, I have, to, David on the wing. I have to complete my lineup now, eh? My uh, right wing. Let's go. Here's who I would go. Can I choose? Hmm. Can I choose? Can, 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 I, can I? I thought you were going to say Phil Castle for Espo. a second. <laughs> Esposito? Yeah, I'll go sure. Esposito. Pick an actual left winger now. Zach don't close your Zach laptop. Zach Parise? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, don't put that. Um, <laughs> you actually said Phil Kessel. Right? Martin Havlat. <laughs> um, Danny Healy? 
Nah. Heat bomb. Um man. See, there's oh, so I couldn't put Crosby on the wing? Nope. No, because Crosby's like hardcore, like always center. Yeah, so is Messier, yeah. but yeah. I also said earlier you can put Yeah, if people... it makes sense, Stamkos plays wing now. Oh my god. Yes, gosh. like something like Stamkos, yeah, yeah. So like dry sidle. What about like Tyler Mott? Sure. Okay. No. Oh. Um, you want to make your own. Bro, you have You can stick anyone over there. Okay, you're breaking your own 10 15 second rule. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with Yari Curry. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want a Hall of Fame defenseman. Eric Carlson. PK Subban. No. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Scott Niedermeyer. All right. That's all right. So, Sufi, would you run through the teams quickly? So, Evan, Curry, Lemieux, Yager, Lidstrom, Bork, Watt, me, Ovechkin, Gretzky, Bossy, Potvin, Niedermeyer, Hasek, Omer, Datsuk, McDavid, Esposito was a very interesting. (laughs) Wow. Core, core, coffee, or Broder. It's very. I think Omar is the worst team, personally. Coffee and ore is just like <laughs> they're gonna win wow. like 10 8, yeah, but they'll still win allegedly. Hey, All right, Ritter is in that, they won't. is overrated. All right, we will put the teams up on uh, our socials and you can vote on which team you think is the best. It's mine. Um, no, and the winner on the podcast will get has to wear that outfit. I mean, I have the best center in history. Gretzky? Josh Norris. It's a controversial statement, but I have the best center in history. You had the best. It's David. Most yes. lockout. In his early career, he's still the best center in history. Do you know Quinn Hughes is the fastest defenseman ever to 200 assists? Yep. What the heck? I thought he played way more games than that. <sighs> All right. Well, that was pretty fun. And to end it off, I have a head-to-head, but it is unlike any other head-to-head I've ever done on this platform. So what I'm doing is I want heat and nothing but heat. I want you guys to be at each other at each other's throats. Watch All right. three. Who's better? And who are you starting? Matt Murray or Elias Samsonov? Is this the debate? Yep. And the, uh, but this is an obvious ad like, well, there's no debate here. Neither. <laughs> we have a neither, we have one, and we probably have the other. There's no debate. Okay, what is it? Samsonov. It's Samsonov right now. Samsonov. Yeah. No. Oh, God. You're going to go Murray, but Murray's had an 800 save percentage since. Sure, percentage. but if Murray he can. Won, Murray won a cup he, six years ago. If he can win a couple games <laughs> a cup going in, ago, come on. Yeah. I don't see either of them being good. Yeah, me too, but I'd go Samsonov. But I would start Murray first game. Samsonov has. You start Murray game one after what he's been doing recently. He's letting like five goals in like five games straight. Murray's been bad this year. Murray's been bad last three years. Yeah. Murray's been bad since he won that ancient cup that everyone likes to bring up. Yep. Just like Kovac. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm hoping for some Murray miracle like he had in like 2017 or whatever, when he when 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 they won the when they won they won the cup and he was the guy they rolled with and he was like, I mean, the next year he got pounded. Yeah. But Samsonov's always been like. All right in regular season. Samson has never been a starter. <laughs> and he's also hasn't been this good in a regular season. Last year he did Yeah, but he's on a better team. 
Last year you had like a three GA though. I, I don't know. Samsonov has like a nine fifteen right now or something. It's yeah. Pretty good. It's pretty Regardless, good. I don't yeah. think like Murray with the injury history plus the fact that he's been bad. I think you just like we'll save you in case we need you. So at the beginning of December, Murray was at a nine thirty. Right now, as of today, Murray's at a nine oh five. So he's like a worse Jack Campbell. Yeah. So Murray's at a nine oh five right now, and that's only because he made a lot of saves last night because they had like forty eight shots. Away. The only argument you could really have for Murray is experience, but he yeah. hasn't had much of it since. The I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think Murray may end up starting just because they might. Oh, you have the experience of the playoffs. Well, that's the best thing, right? Like the experience was last experience was twenty eighteen where they figured out that you just have to shoot glove side on him. Yeah. And then they lost. And if you ask me, <laughs> if you ask me who I think should start, Joseph Wall. Okay. Wow. All right. This is the first head that ever where we're throwing in a third name. I mean, I don't agree with that, but so he we have might a Wall, a Murray, goalie. and a Samson on <laughs> He might actually be the best goalie of the three. Yes. I don't think he might be. I think Should he we is. phone a friend? Let's ask that. He's played like three games this season. He uh, has good numbers in them. All right. So everyone... Say the starter Wait, that gonna... you want in game one at the same time. Want? Yep. Three. For me, want is yeah. yeah. Three, two, one. Murray. Samson. Wall. <laughs> I'm gonna... All right. Well, Leafs fans, so we have Murray, a Samsonov, and a Wool vote. We're going to put it on socials, and you let us know who you think or should start. Give me none of Samsonov or Maria or Wool. I'm asking Stead right now. Give me like 30 seconds of filler. Nick, you're on the podcast. Okay. So, Who do you think should start for the Leafs in the playoffs out of your three goalie options? We have Sam between Samsonov, Murray, and Joseph Wall. Who would you pick? <laughs> I love the Joseph Wall inclusion. Um, I would go with Samsonov. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. I think he's been a lot more consistent. I think that's all we needed. I mean, Murray's had <laughs> health issues, but it's also been performance issues most of the year. So. Performance anxiety. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you, Nick. You nervous about both, but we'll go Samsonov. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you to special guest Nick St. Denis for weighing in on his uh, <laughs> goaltender of the Leafs expertise. Yeah. I think his conclusion was they both suck, but Samsonov. Yeah, this, which, is my, <laughs> which is my conclusion, too, which is why I'm like, you know what? Forget both of them. Let's go Wolf. <laughs> well, you know, oh. Oh, we're done. It's fine. Well, does anyone else have anything else to add? No. <sighs> There's just so much hockey, bro. There is so much hockey. And we'll be recording hockey. again soon. And we'll oh. have our regularly scheduled programming. So we'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Unfortunate Diehards podcast. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, iHeartRadio. Stitcher. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, um, Spotify, of course, and YouTube. Great. Instagram, and TikTok. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Twitter. We'll put up some polls there. So vote on those. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Have a good night, guys. <sighs>